Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's 133 in Edmonton. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. The best pizza in the city still makes a great royal pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original royal pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza is Edmonton-owned and operated for 40 eight years. The stopper recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. I'm with you in Dallas, Texas. We have to get an update out of Ottawa. We're going to hook up with our old friend, uh, the former play-by-play voice, the Edmonton Oil Kings, now doing uh, Red Blacks broadcasts and uh, Ottawa FC broadcasts. Uh, uh, prominent uh, Ottawa-based uh, sports personality works and hosting uh, Senators uh, hockey broadcasts as well. We welcome back to the show. AJ Jakovic. AJ, how you doing? Outstanding, Bob. Uh, yeah, just watching a little soccer this afternoon while you're uh, enjoying uh, Dallas, Texas. I'm watching Spain, Iran as we speak on Fox down here as well. It'd be the only time I'd ever watch Fox. Uh, spoiler alert for everybody out there. You're not Spain. watching Fox and Friends? Uh, well, come on, man. <laughs> Social uh, liberal fiscal conservative. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, quick update. Seventy-five minutes into the match, uh, Spain currently lead, leads Iran one nothing. Bit of a lucky uh, goal uh, for Diego Costa for Spain on a deflection. Um, and by the way, just as an aside, because uh, we, we have texters to the show at six thirty, six thirty. AJ, that like to have some fun with us. They're like Stoffer. The show's called Oilers now, but you know you've always been a soccer fan. Uh, as as Canada, you know, continues to grow in a multicultural fashion, uh, we have to respect uh, the sports that uh, that others uh, come from. And soccer has gained. I mean, it's it, it's look, it's the biggest sport in the world, and it's a tremendous opportunity for Canada in 2026, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. And I think one of the things when you talk about interest in this country, I, I think that's a bit of a myth. Obviously, there's a lot of people that, that come from different countries that, that, that love soccer there and have brought that passion here. But if you look at the younger generation, the, the millennials uh, in particular, there, there's a lot of like third-generation Canadians that, that, that are soccer fans now because they were exposed to it. They played it. You know, when I, when I grew up, you basically could watch 
soccer on TV every four years until probably the late 90s is when it really started to boom and you could start to watch the Premier League every week and you could start to watch the Champions League every week and it wasn't on tape delay on soccer Saturday. So a lot of those people that grew up playing the game were exposed to it on a daily and weekly basis and they're fans of the sport now. So I think, uh, you know, with 2026 on the horizon, uh, interest in the sport is only going to continue to grow, especially I know FC Edmonton's in on this Canadian Premier League and, and you know, with more clubs, you know, 10 years ago, there's there's nobody. Then Toronto FC came in, in 2007. Now you got four professional clubs, probably start with eight to start the Canadian Premier League next year. So it's going to be double digits. So uh, if we can only get that national team a little bit better, um, you know, I have no doubt that, that soccer is going to continue to grow and maybe even flourish and take off in this country. Well, with all due respect to the Red Blacks, and uh, what, what's, the, what's the Ottawa team called, by the way? It's, are they FC Ottawa? What are, what are they called it's there? Ottawa Fury. All right. Uh, with all due respect to the Red Blacks and the Fury, the Fury in Ottawa has nothing to do with the football team or the soccer team. It's all about the Ottawa Senators, uh, Pierre Dorian uh, making the Mike Hoffman trade yesterday, which for the second time, uh, a three-way deal, really. I mean, just like the, the trade that involved Matt Duchesne, that might be coming back to bite Ottawa here. Uh, but uh, just give me a thought on how that played out in the Ottawa marketplace with uh, the, the Senators taking back a guy, Mikel Bodker, who if he plays 82 games a year, AJ, against the Edmonton Letters, he'll be fine. The problem is he doesn't play 82 games a year against Edmonton, and he was a healthy scratch at times and played in the bottom six most of the time in San Jose last year. How, how did that trade come down from an Ottawa fan perspective? Like everything right now, I mean, this is a franchise that needs uh, a positive news day. And I don't know where it's coming. I don't know how it's going to come from, but it, it just feels like it's negative story after negative story after negative story. And, you know, basically, uh, you know, when you have two trades side by side, you, you kind of say, okay, would you rather have the picks or, or would you rather have the player? And, and you know, it, I, I just want to hear what Pierre Dorian's got to say. You know, that, that that's one thing. I mean, he hasn't talked to the media. And, and so I, I'm curious to hear him speak uh, because, you know, there's been so much that's gone on, and he's talked about this plan with Eugene Melnick, and I think, you know, fans want to know what the plan is. And they're, they're dreading for the worst. They're, they're dreading the, the, for the possibility that Eric Carlson is out. I, I, think, I think fans are upset about the trade, but at the same time, in terms of the return, right? Because they're, they're kind of saying, well, why didn't we get more picks? This is a franchise that, if, if you're rebuilding, you need more picks, but it's kind of a distraction from the main event, which is fans here, Eric Carlson gets traded, um, are, 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 that's going to be the last straw. And I think maybe the last straw is already hit, but this, this is a fan base that, for me, is already checked out on, on ownership. Yeah. Uh, how? Why couldn't Dorian just have done the deal directly with Florida and, and, and not had to take the contract back. I get why San Jose did the deal. I mean, Doug Wilson, uh, uh, brilliant horse trading on his part. He got rid of a guy, Bodker, who, again, was a scratch. He also traded Hop into Florida to take Florida out of the mix on Kovalchuk. Uh, and he got picks. I mean, it's pretty effective what he engineered. But why couldn't Pierre just have gone directly right to Florida there? Was there any rationale? I don't know. I, again, I, I'd like to hear the explanation because I don't know if, if they think that, you know, Bodker, you, you talk about playing well against the Oilers. He's had two hat-tricks against 
the Senators the last two years as well. So I don't know if that played into it that you know they think this is a guy that that can uh, that can play in the top six here and 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 put up forty to fifty points. I, I don't really know. I, I I'd like to hear the explanation as well because. Uh, again, we haven't heard much from the general manager lately. I, I feel for him. I think he's a, a good hockey guy that is in a tough spot dealing with a demanding owner uh, in, in a situation where he's got no support around him. You know, he he once had uh, Brian Murray, Daniel Alfredson, and Randy Lee to, to be able to talk to uh, in upper management. And now, you know, obviously Brian Murray passes away and Daniel Alfredson leaves the organization for a second time. Randy Lee is suspended by the club. Um, until his uh, legal situation is dealt with uh, from the incident in Buffalo. So who's he talking to in the organization when he's already got the thinnest staff in the National Hockey League? And, and uh, you know, I, I think I think he's, he's probably doing a lot of things on his own right now. And I think anyone in this type of situation with everything that's gone on, on the ice, off the ice, um, you know, it, it's been a circus could use a couple of good hockey people, experienced hockey people, to bounce things off of uh, in a time like this. All right. Uh, so Hoffman is to, uh, in a three-way deal to Florida. He's now done. I think we both agree highly likely that Carlson ends up getting traded here. Give me two or three locations that make the most sense from your perspective. Well, Vegas is, is the one that, uh, that makes the most sense, I, I think, because they, they've got... They, they, they check every box, right? If, if Bobby Ryan is still insisted upon as a player that, that is going to be attached to any Carlson deal, I mean, they've got the cap space to do that. They've got the young players and prospects to do that. But, you know, the interesting thing, too, is, um, you know, beyond that, like, they, they've said that they're going to wait till July 1st. And, and the reason they want to wait till July 1st, they want to give them the offer I think at this stage you should know if he's going to sign or not, but I don't know if that's a PR move and to say, hey, you know what, we waited until July 1st, we, we offer him a contract, he said no, so what, what can we do here, right? But the reality is the other, the other thing you can do, there's no time crunch with Vegas to do something like this. I mean, I guess Vegas has to decide what else they're going to do in free agency, but at least Vegas doesn't have a first-round pick this year, right? So whereas if, let's say you trade him to a team like New York, Rangers, who's got three first-round picks. That's something that if you're going to do that, well, it only makes sense to, to trade with the New York Rangers if you're getting one or two of those picks. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to play out. I, I honestly don't know. I, the only thing I'd say is I'd be surprised if we saw Eric Carlson as, a, as an Ottawa Senator uh, to start 2018. But, um, you know, I, I'm curious to see if it happens this week or, or if they're going to wait even further and, and make a deal uh, beyond July 1st. To, to me, uh, it's it's too important for the franchise that I don't think you have to make that deal this week. But, uh, you know, I, I would think you're going to get better offers this week as well, especially at the draft. Well, it's interesting because, AJ, as you know, Vegas has six picks in the first three rounds in each of the next two years. So, yeah. uh, you know, including number ones in back-to-back years. We're joined by A.J. Jakovic out of uh, Ottawa from the team uh, from a TSN 1200. A.J., um, there's a, there are a couple other names out there. Zach Smith and John Gabriel Pajot. Um, and I think they're both useful players. I'm personally, a li- I'd be a little concerned about Smith's foot speed with the way the game's going, but definitely a character guy. Could those two players be in play? 
Yeah, I mean, Pajot's name came up uh, throughout the regular season, and Smith is a, a guy as well that, that his name came up in the regular season and, and just this week as well. So I, I think if the Senators are going to cut it down to the wood, I think they're going to go probably as far as they can and, and be uh, one of those teams that's just at the floor. That, that, seems to be, uh, that seems to be the plan, but again, we don't really know because all they've said is there is a plan, it's going to involve uh, scouting and development. And, and meantime, for, for an organization that, that, that says that, you'd think they'd go out and hire some scouts and development people, but that's another story for another day. So um, I, I, nothing would surprise me, really. I mean, when it comes to the Ottawa Senators, I mean, even like two players that don't really get named a lot are, are Mark Stone and Matt Duchesne. And are, are these two players, you know, when they're seeing what's going on, on the ice, off the ice, if Carlson ends up going, I mean, is Matt Duchesne going to want to spend three to five more years um, as part of a, a rebuilding team? And, and what about Mark Stone? I mean, are these guys going to want to stay here long term? There's, there's been a lot of talk of, of teams maybe targeting Ottawa for, for an offer sheet for Mark Stone. And, and I guess uh, the vulnerability of, of the financial situation for Eugene Melnick and, and saying, hey, you know what, uh, are you going to match? So, that, I mean, what about Colorado doing that, right? I mean, if, if Colorado went out and put a, an offer sheet for Mark Stone, it, it's kind of one, it's, it's win-win, right? I mean, because if all of a sudden Ottawa matches, well, that, that might put them out of a, a stratosphere budget-wise where they have to get rid of a couple more players. And if they don't match, well, okay, you, you take our first-rounder uh, next year, but but we've got your first rounder, so we know that's going to be a good pick. That so that that's some of the intriguing stuff that I'm looking forward to. Is is this going to go deeper in terms of the top end with with the core? Because they're they're four best players uh, a year ago: um, Hoffman, Stone, Duchesne, and Carlson. And and if they're all gone, boy, I mean, this is really going to be scorched earth. Yeah. Well, and is it just a fait accompli at that stage that Melnick's, you know? concedes and gets out of the equation because there is money contrary to what people think it's not just all taxpayer money there is money in the Ottawa marketplace to take that team over is there not yeah well there's there's multiple groups that i mean there there are rival bids for LeBret and Flats. I mean, that's the area they've been targeting in this franchise since day one. That's where Bruce Friarstone and, and Cyril Leader and, and Randy Sexton were, were hoping to, to build a rank from day one. And the National Capital Commission said no. And finally, they opened up the bidding process. There were two different bids. Eugene Melnick's only a small part of the one bid that ended up winning. But the losing bid involved the Demeray family. They're worth billions. Cirque du Soleil group. They're worth billions. And, you know, from what we're hearing, both those groups are still in the wings, waiting in the wings. They want to buy the Ottawa Senators, and they want to keep the team in Ottawa, and they want to build them a rink. And so, I mean, that's, that's part of the political part of it, too, right? I mean, here's Jim Watson, and he doesn't have the best relationship with Eugene Melnick, and they've been going back and forth in the media, or at least they were a couple of months ago. And so here's Jim Watson probably saying to Eugene, well, these guys are going to come in and build the rink with their own money. So why, why are we going to build this rink for you? And, and so then Eugene's talking about how he, he's, well, you know what? We, we don't even need a rink at downtown. We, we need to go back. We, we can survive and be okay out in Canada. And the reality is uh, it, it will never take the next step. It will never go to the next level without a downtown arena. So there's, I think the future eventually will be bright, but you know, still some darker days ahead until – 
um, something dr- dramatically changes uh, with with ownership. All right, I'm going to ask you yes or yes or no questions as to who's going to be gone uh, within a week and a half here. Eric Carlson, gone. Okay, uh, Zach Smith, gone. John Gabriel Paggio. Oh, I'll say he's still here. Okay. Stone. Still here. I'll say he ends up going arbitration. Could you imagine if Matt Duchesne walks in a year from now? Given that well, that's the thing. Ottawa, Ottawa paid that extra, they paid that first-round pick, which could end up being next year. And have you guys worked out the percentages there, like what the possibility is that it would be a one, two, or three pick if Ottawa came in 30th or 31st, say, in the overall standings? Yeah, you know what? I haven't looked that far ahead, but, you know, that's certainly one of those things. It's, it, that was, I like Matt Duchesne more than Kyle Turris. I, I like him a lot more than Kyle Turris as a player. Enough but, to give up a first-round pick? Well, that's the thing. It, it, that, I said from day one that that pick was problematic, and... You know, like it's one thing to lose it at number nine, like they did in the Bobby Ryan trade, where you lose a Nick Ritchie. You can live with that. But if this ends up being, you know, one of the one of the true lottery picks, one, two, or three, uh, that's going to be a deal that haunts this franchise for a long time. So it's uh, wow. <laughs> it's that that's what I mean. This this franchise is desperate for a good news day, and I, I just don't know where it's coming. Well, it's interesting because I think we both think Pierre can pick players. Like, you know, we think he can draft. He's he's hit on some late-round picks. Uh, you know, Stone was a late-round pick. He didn't BS us on Hoffman. He told us, look, Hoffman was waived through the league before, but they did get him in the fifth round. Uh, interesting stuff. AJ, as always, thank you for your time. Pleasure, Bob. Take care. Enjoy Dallas. Hey, I'll try to. See you later. That is that, that is AJ Jakovic. It's one fifty in Emerson. Bob Stoffer joining you in orders now, and uh, we'll wrap up the show with some texts and uh, those sort of things in this day in Oilers history when we come back. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place: ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram you know it's 100 authentic hand-signed memorabilia so no matter who you cheer for pro-am sports has got your guy visit their edmonton showroom on st albert trail fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca that's proamsports.ca this is Connor mcdavid from your edmonton oilers and you're listening to oilers now with bob stoffer on 630 chad Connor McDavid at the NHL Awards. Uh, he's going to win the Art Ross, and he is up for the Lindsay, which is the best player as voted by the NHLPA. I like his chances of winning that. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel. June 20th, 2014, the Edmonton Oilers acquire the negotiating rights for Nikita Nikitin. Oilers signed him to a two-year deal, $4.5 million. Uh, at one time, they were looking at a three-year deal with a slightly lessened uh, term on that. So Nikita Nikitin didn't exactly uh, work out in Edmonton. The Stan Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Great travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or online at newwesttravel.com. Let's get to some text on the Westlock 4 text line, 630-630. Brendan, back to the studio. Bring it. 
Brad wanted me to ask you, Bob, can you ask Bob, why is Barrett Heighton any different than Lawson Krause, who also didn't get a point per game in his draft year and now looks like a bust? Uh, well, fair question. Completely different type of player. Uh, Krause was a bigger physical player that didn't have a lot of skill, uh, was perceived as being tough. Uh, Hayton is, I think he's got a, a fair amount more skill, uh, obviously nowhere near as big. Uh, buried a bit in the lineup where he played, whereas uh, Krause got a lot of top-line time playing for Kingston in his draft year. Uh, I, but you know what? They're both, you know, I think Krause went 11th, uh, 10th or 11th to Florida in his draft year, and then Florida quickly got out of that deal and sent him off to Arizona, and Krause played most of the 2016-17 season with Arizona. I And then last year was in the minors. I would not give up on Krause as a fourth-line left wing, but that's, you know, could he become a... Uh, third line left wing and at this stage of the game he's more of a suspect than a prospect in that regards uh, in Hayton's case I think he's got a way higher offensive ceiling I think you're, he's a real smart player I think that uh, Krauss was sort of a physical freak at that age was ahead of his age group because of his size so therein lies the difference you got a couple more? Yeah. One from Tony here. Bob Panarin is a lethal talent. Please tell me Edmonton is looking into this rare gem of a talent and anything, everything should be considered. No need to be lazy about this one. If he's being shopped, Shirelli needs to be all over this from Tony. Well, okay. So how do you get him if you don't have any money, if you don't have any cap space? Like, again, we addressed that the Oilers probably have somewhere between 3.5 Four to four million dollars in cap space for uh, twelve forward, thirteen forward, fourteen forward, number seven defenseman, and that's assuming Nurse comes in on a two-year bridge somewhere around two point eight to three point two million. So let's say it gets done at three point zero, uh, and then they qualify Strom at three million. You know, I, I, I don't see how you, you you're going to have to move out a contract uh, if you're Columbus. Um, I think they'd probably consider Nugent Hopkins. But then in a year from now, you're looking at a player that's an unrestricted free agent. And there might have been a reason why Chicago made that proactive move a couple of years ago or last year at the draft in Chicago because it stunned people. And I have a, everybody thought it had to do with the physicality that the Blackhawks lacked in their playoff loss uh, in the opening round last year. But maybe it had more to do with the fact that they knew that uh, the, the bread man uh, was, wasn't going to sign a long-term extension and was going to challenge free agency. So uh, those combination of factors, the Oilers' lack of cap space and maybe lack of the right piece to send back the other way, and then part two, the fact that uh, Panarin is going to be an unrestricted free agent would make uh, uh, that sort of deal a very prohibitive one to try to execute and pull off. At least that's my perspective on that. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of Oilers Now, uh, from the draft, Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey on Rogers. He is here as part of uh, Sportsnet Draft coverage. What's coming up tonight on Inside Sports? Are you hosting the show or is Dave Campbell tonight? Dave Campbell's hosting tonight. Reed Wilkins will be on for a hit. I believe you're on as well, Bob. They were stuck. They couldn't get anybody better. <laughs> Kevin Carey will be on, too, to talk about his uh, project on the Eskimos uh, home opener. This all-in uh, thing that they're planning to do with Global. So uh, he'll tell you more about that tonight with uh, Reed Wilkins. Awesome stuff. Uh, up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen I and Andrew Gross. I will uh, rejoin you from tonight uh, with Dave Campbell and Inside Sports. So long, everybody.
Business Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched.